Gospel of our Lord, according to St. John, the twentieth chapter. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Yeah. 
shied away from the admittance that I believe the nickname for Thomas, or Doubting Thomas, is a tragedy. Thomas being the one to tell his friends and fellow disciples that he and they should go and follow Jesus to his and their deaths. I think that is enough to redeem him from such a simple label. But as the tragedy of history, sometimes you don't get to choose your nicknames Just ask Typhoid Mary or Ivan the Terrible. What can be said about Thomas is that he is the perfect image of you and me. He voices the kind of blustering and pride that any one of us can find ourselves claiming guilty. He claims he could never do this or believe that until it is absolutely standing in front of him. How do you argue with that? We've all made those statements. And all have dealt with people saying those statements. And whether it is you saying it or someone else, both ways leave you aggravated. Who is to say the disciples weren't aggravated at Thomas? I think of the painting by Caravaggio called The Incredulity of St. Thomas. In the painting, you see St. Thomas place his hands in the side of Christ. But something interesting in that painting is that the rest of the disciples are looking just as intensely as Thomas, with a look of equal astonishment. Because what St. Thomas said is something all of us have said. And like St. Thomas, the Lord, our resurrected Christ, has shown himself to us. He may not have stood right directly before us, but he has made himself known in the breaking of the bread, in the word that gives life in his body and his blood. In the word of peace he shares with us now, Thomas is us and speaks for us, not just that one time, but in his second statement, when he looks to Jesus and says, My Lord and my God. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. 
from thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. this day, pray for the whole people of God and for the betterment of our world. We pray for those who are dealing with the effects of COVID-19, for those who are suffering in its pain, that the Lord reduce their fevers and bring them all to full health. We pray for those in leadership, those that the Lord has appointed to be over us, to make our laws, to rule us justly, and to make wise and godly decisions. We pray for those who have been forgotten dealing with their loneliness, anxiety, and depression, for those that are in need of shelter and employment.
for the body of Christ, that it remember its unity of one faith, one baptism, and one Lord. For those in need of hope, that they remember this day the resurrection of Jesus. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and our conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. To the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace forever. The Lord be gracious to you the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace forever and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace forever. A special thank you to everyone who contributed to our podcast this week. To our readers, Christy Malone, Janelle Beal, and Justin Beal. And to our musicians, Alex Johnston, Elizabeth Schaff, Blake Flatley, and Justin and Janelle Beal. For more of Blake's amazing music, check out communionarts.org. C-O-M-M-U-N-I-O-N-A-R-T-S dot org.